Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Minutes for Roughing with, of course, your host, as always, Miley Rando, joined by The Prospector. And this is going to be a different type of show today. I'm going to be real honest. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying on a new format. We, we were thinking, hmm, how, can we, how can we mix things up a little bit? So we're going to do being more story-based, uh, kind of talk about just kind of big pops of what's been happening between the two leagues with the FPHL and the SPHL. And so let's get right into it with our kind of our first uh, notable thing. Uh, Mark, there was a certain player for the uh, Mississippi Seagulls. <laughs> okay, we're starting with that. Yeah, so, uh, okay, uh, Seagulls, uh, fans, Noah Phillip won. Pretty decent player, all things considered. But this weekend, the Fed got acquainted with Tony Wong. Phillips father who signed a celebrity contract of what what was the reason again like like i just remembered this like literally like two minutes before we pressed the record uh what was was there like a particular reason for this uh i basically it was just a celebrity contract that's all i understood i, I didn't see uh, maybe it's because of the suspensions i, like I, I, I have no idea yeah, was there like a specific reason? If not, like it's still funny. Like it didn't take off of a roster spot or anything. It's just like I do also want to know why because I can't find the reason why. But the dude was born nineteen sixty one. Like he, oh, okay, no, I see what it is. It was pro. It was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. I mean, it's cool. He, it's cool. He turned cool uh, sixty two. Yeah, he mm. turned sixty-two years. Uh, no, sixty-three years old. Sorry, sixty-three years old. Uh, and that's incredible. What what a sixty-third birthday present! Becoming a professional hockey player. Mm. Take that, Gordy Howe. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, still, uh, we also have some other Fed stuff we need to get right into. We've had a trade actually uh, Two, to yeah. the day as of we're recording. Yes. Uh, so Dustin Henning was traded from the Watertown Wolves to the Danbury Hattricks for future uh, uh, considerations. And then uh, Nick Gallo was traded from Elmira to Motor City. Uh, so also, two also interesting uh, – yes. Uh, so interesting day. We're seeing some teams potentially kind of maybe stock up for potential playoff runs. But the Watertown one I'm very interested by because uh, at the moment, I mean – Yes, kind of Elmira's onto them, but it's not like crazy close. I, I I feel like that's a weird kind of trade for them. I mean, okay, no offense. Like, like just look at Dustin's stats. I mean, he hasn't really mm-hmm. done too much this year. Like, he does he's not really like. I mean, he's a defenseman, and I'm sure he does well. Like, he's definitely not a point producer. He only has like four. He only right. has a goal and three assists in the twenty-seven games so far, but he's a saw like he. I would say like middle top pairing defenseman, and he's been in the league a long time. That's another thing too. He's been in the league a long time. He played for Delaware, and not the Thunder. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's a wild set. Actually. He just reached 400 games played this past weekend in the Fed. Well, regular season, yeah. Yeah, I, I again, 
a little bit of an interesting trade from there. Uh, the next Nick Allo trade, I think that's, you know, all these are interdivision, I want to add, which is interesting to see. Uh, nothing yeah. kind of like, oh, you're going from Empire to Continental or Continental to Empire. So, uh, you, you know, yeah, you have those looks. Yeah, what? Well, let me... Uh... Fed yep. website okay being there? slow as a, nah, the Fed website being slow. I'm trying to bring up his stats. There we go. Uh, I mean, he's only played 14 games so far, but I think he has been hurt because I think he just came off of uh, injured reserve. But he's been Elmira since last year. He was he was the, the mammoth all year. So mm. and he did really well last year, but this year he's kind of gone injured, but he still played well in the games he's played. And now he's I guess he's looking for a fresh start in, in Motor City. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, kind of moving on from the from the FPHL, uh, quite a lot to talk about with the SPHL. Uh, so let's get off first right into it. Uh, so many uh, pickups from, from the Fed. Uh, I mean, let me go just go look at the transaction. So many call ups uh, because let me see. Here you go. Jackson Bond. Uh, you, you had, of course, the, the Peoria pickups. Uh, Birmingham picked yeah. up a, a couple. It's like. Man, it felt like, you know, everyone's kind of, it's like usually Mondays when we see this. I don't know why yesterday was kind of like, now maybe they could have reported it yesterday, but it, it was like, you know, you know, oh, hey, we got all these guys coming up. Uh, Jackson Bond seems to be kind of the big one. Mississippi fans I saw were uh, absolutely not happy with how uh, he, he got called up. So that's an interesting thing from my perspective to see. Uh, uh, Mark, I guess, what's kind of your thoughts on, how you know these pickups could potentially do in the SPHL? So I'm I'm going off of like since Sunday. So you have Matt Ustaski Ustaski mm-hmm. from Quad City. He is now up in Atlanta. Who, by the way, making call up uh, Josh Boyko just got a win uh, the other night. I had like he's a big reason. He's the biggest reason why they won that game for Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. You have Roanoke waving Brody Clay's and making picking him up. Now, Brody Clays has not been having a great year, to be quite honest. However, that is still, like, it's weird to see him not on Roanoke, and now he's going to be playing for the Mayhem. Um, Yeah, that's that's definitely something I didn't expect to see, but I guess changes needed to be made. Another goaltender change is uh, Kevin Reesop is back from, from the ECHL, so that's a big gain. For Quad City because they they've missed him. <laughs> like there's a lot they, of goaltender teams, but there's one more. There's one more that I feel like is really to note, especially for the Fed fans. Franken McClendon has been waived by Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. So who who is he with again? Uh, last I saw, he was with Danbury. Danbury. Uh, but no, here we go. Uh, he, he oh he never mind. He's active with the Thunderbirds now. Right, right. So they don't get Mario Cavalieri back, but they should be hopefully getting Frankie McClendon back. Which that will be that that'll be good. That because <laughs> yeah, they they've kind of gone. They've recently gone poached. Uh, mm-hmm. they've also lost Roman Kramer, but he was suspended by the team. So I'm curious what happened there. And they've lost Cameron Cook, which to to uh, call up. Uh, Don mm-hmm. Stephen Leonard, um. All got called up as well, and then there was a trade. There was a trade between Peoria and Macon. 
yeah, so let's get into that one because I am intrigued uh, by it. Uh, but I guess let's kind of talk about it. So the first off, uh, the two players sent to Macon were uh, Brendan. Uh, I'm going to script the same. Uh, Zach Kack. No, Blazak, excuse me, and then Hayden, Brandon, Brendan Blazak, and then Hayden Holton uh, were both uh, traded uh, to uh, Macon. I guess, Mark, before we talk about the return, Bulls overall, your thoughts on, on like, oh, wow, so the, these two guys were uh, removed from the team. So, okay, so let's see. Brendan Blazak, he's, he played 60, because remember, he started the year off with uh, Fayetteville. Uh, I think he got he got traded to here, and he's mm-hmm. put he's finally put up some points like a goal for assist in uh sixteen games, but he's a minus five, um, and then with Hayden Holton, uh, he's the center, twenty six games played this year, only one goal, nine assists. So I mean he has ten points, but he's also a minus seven, and he already has more penalty minutes this year than he did all of last year. Hmm. So, I mean, it, it, I don't really like to say this, but I think maybe a change of scenery was needed for both because they just weren't sliding in very well. Because Peoria, it's not like they have a scoring issue. That's like they're one of the top scoring teams in the league. So right. scoring is not an issue at all. Um, in return, though, I actually don't see it on here quite yet for some reason, oddly enough. Um Pure did get Aaron Aragon. Yeah, so I was about to say that. Uh, uh, so he is someone who's currently in the ECHL. That I thought that was an interesting kind of pickup. Uh, mm. So maybe maybe they see there's potential there. Again, I think this is kind of like you you, you have someone like Macon, uh, who again still kind of sitting at the bottom of the standings, but they it feels like you're once all they they maybe start getting something together. Maybe they're Maybe they think these are the kind of two pieces they could have to maybe make a run for a playoff spot, you know. And it's just like yeah. you know, maybe maybe this is the trade that, that could do that. So overall, I think it's, say, it is a good I'm, trade for both sides. So I'm, I know I'm going to be honest. I'm a little surprised by this with for Peoria because I didn't realize Aragon has been up in the ECHL since basically last year. Like he's been in the ECHL all season. Yeah. So, so that's a little surprising. Unless they think unless they're thinking he's gonna be coming back soon. Which I guess is possible. You, you never know. That is, yeah, that's a I mean he's a great player for Macon, but that's exactly why he's been at the ECHL basically all year. But I hope that works out. But actually in that same vein, uh they actually uh Peoria who in the previous trade just got a player back from the ECHL, so now he'll finally be making his debut for Peoria. Mm. Uh, Jason Dubé. Yeah, uh, that, that was a signing uh, by Peoria. Uh, again, I'm, I, that's your team. I'll let you have your thoughts on that. I mean, I'm excited to see how he is. I mean, he's been up in the ECHL. He had six points in 14 games as a defenseman with Pensacola. He's a young guy. Like, well, young. Um, Born ninety nine, so I mean he's definitely let's see, he's like twenty three. It's like he, he's on the younger end for a team for mm-hmm. because how many players are still how many players are nearing like the two thousands on in the SPHL. Um, so I'm excited to see how he plays. 
Um, you also got Ryan Nolan back, which that's a huge uh, return from IR. He had 12 points in 10 games before he getting injured. But he's been out since December 14th. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, there is one other thing we need to talk about with Peoria <laughs> in terms of uh, – well, it's good news at least. Uh, uh, so Peoria has extended their lease. Well, okay. We'll, so, we'll talk about that in a second. Don't worry. Peoria has extended their lease for – so when the whole lease finasco happened last season, they signed a one-year lease with an option for an extra year. That was – and that extra lease year is going to be kicking in. Uh, both sides have agreed to it. Uh, but I will say, uh, you know, shout out to Willie. He's a, he's a Peoria fan. Um, I saw him make a good point. You know, I felt like they're just – is it fair to say that maybe both sides are just kicking the can down the road in terms of the problem, especially now that Bloomington has an ECHL team? So here's – they are saying that they need a year, another year. Apparently, the Civic Center has sent a long-term proposal to the Rivermen right now. That's where things are at. And we also know that they won't be putting in an ice plant until they know they have a long-term lease. So do not expect a new ice plant this year. It's going to be next year if it happens. But that's what they're planning is doing it in 2025 because there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's happening. I think it's because the main reason why they're pushing it back is they there's going to be a lot of construction going on in this in the arena this like this summer already because of other renovation mm-hmm. stuff. So I think that's a big reason as to why they're not doing it right now. Um, uh, but but I guess I mean the, to be fair, there 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 are some Peoria fans who are like who felt like maybe they were kind of. Fed a little now. This is just their opinion, but fed a little bit of a lie because a lot of people thought it was going to be in 2024 they were going to get the newest ice plant. Oh no, no, I fully agree there. No, um, and and trust me, we do not. A lot of us do not feel trusting in the Civic Center as of this point. But the, I mean, this is both. I mean, this is the team exercise option. That's another thing to remember. Like the the government had to be the ones to exercise the option, not the Civic Center. They decide, mm-hmm. okay, we can do this, but after, but that's another thing, though. There is no other option now. You have to sign a new right. lease for, if if there's going to be a 2025, 2026, there's going to have to be a new lease signed. So, how, I mean, I do not want to be. How about this? I do not want to be in this damn discussion a year from now. I do not. But why do like I have a feel, Why I do I have a feeling you, as? Uh, hold on, hold on. Why do I have a feeling as an outsider looking inside that we are going to have this discussion a year from now? Though. No, I fully agree. No, it, it's like I don't want it, but I know it's probably going to happen. Because the. It, Hang on, hang on, Mark. I just thought about this. The very first podcast episode we did of this podcast was about this very issue. That was in 2022. That's how long this issue has been dragged out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Try living in that. <laughs> try, try living in my shoes and our shoes, man. 
Mm. You think that's long? It right. feels a lot longer on this end. Let me tell you. And <laughs> I just I as I see it, the Rivermen are prepping to be there long term. They just uh because the big thing is like they just redid like a whole freaking wall of the arena with a huge new banner. Mm-hmm. So I mean, why do that when you're not if you're not planning to be there for an extended amount of time? They also just uh made a new banner for the outside portion of the Civic Center as well. So I mean they they've done little things here and there to basically be like, hey, why why do that if you're not planning on being there long term? And the Civic Center wants long term. That's another thing. The Civic Center wants long term so that way they can feel comfortable doing the ice plan. So both teams, like I said, I think, and I and I've been getting some pushback on this, but I do believe both sides want long term. It's just a nitty gritty. It's just a nitty. All the stuff, all the little terms and conditions that are the issue right now. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Two Minutes Roughing. Uh, Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector H C K Y. And you can find me at not MLR, not too hard, uh, right there on X. All right. We shall see you guys next week.